Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfen down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. Yep, it is noon on a Wednesday. It is time for Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Aaron Maloney is here. Aaron? So the Arizona Cardinals made their defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator hires official yesterday. They will introduce D.C. Nick Rallis to the media at 2 p.m. today and O.C. Drew Petzing tomorrow. What do you guys want to hear from him? Well, today, I mean, I think we got into this a little bit. Actually, I'm going to change this. Oh, boy. Oh, no. That's such a good answer. Oh, I, I was okay. ready to kill it. Well, that's why. I need to catch you off guard. <laughs> oh, that's good. Keep okay? us on our toes. You know, I, yeah. the audience is going to expect what you're going to say. Okay. So I got to, you know. So, Wolf, if you were Mr. Media Guy, <laughs> oh, boy. Luke, yeah. if you were Mr. Media Guy, okay. you get handed that microphone first. What is the first question that you're asking? Um, yeah, Nick, what is your defensive philosophy? That's where I want to start. Of course. you got to start at 30,000 feet. Think about it, Mel. I mean, again, he could go anywhere in there, though. He could go anywhere. You don't know. And where his mind goes with that question can be really revealing, can it? Well, that's the first rule, right? Ask an open-ended question. You ask an open-ended question that's so open-ended it could go in any direction. What is your defensive philosophy, Nick? Is the game of football changing? <laughs> well, no. He might actually answer that in, in his answer. He might actually answer that question. You never know where he's going to go. Um, there's two questions. What if he said, you know what, that pendulum is swinging back? If you ask him that open-ended of a question, nobody else will get a question. 45 minutes later, they'll be like, okay, this needs to wrap up. Uh, so my, my initial question is, what do you think of Isaiah Simmons? What has been your view of Isaiah Simmons from Philadelphia? What, what, what's your that plan for your Isaiah Simmons? That first question. Yeah, but I tell you, the question I really want to ask that I know you can't ask because he can't answer it, and be like, okay, let's see here, Nick. I have a list of all the Eagles free agents on defense. Which one of these guys? or multiple of these guys would follow you to Arizona. Okay. That would be my... That's the question I really want to know the answer to. You need to. to put the pocket protector into the front pocket. You know, I don't, pocket protectors aren't a real thing, are they? Um, yeah. Uh, Nick, uh, where are you going to play Isaiah? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to laugh when that's the first question <laughs> from Paulie today. Let's, wait, oh, let, no. let, me, let me ask Wolf's question. Um... What do you think about football? <laughs> Literally. I know it's defense, but are you going to use any defensive players to play fullback? That's so good. No, Luke's was better now. I'm just saying, way better. He is witty. So Daniel Jeremiah released his latest mock draft. At number one, he has Jalen Carter. Number two, Bryce Young. And at number three, Tyree Wilson. So why Wilson over Anderson? Here's Jeremiah. He's going to be taller. He's going to be longer. 
he's going to be more explosive. I think when you see the testing come out, he's going to run. He's going to probably run in the high four fives when it's all said and done with like some NBA type wingspan, like freakish wingspan. And then everybody say, well, oh, you're going traits over production. Well, this is different, you know, because I think this is going to be framed as what we had last year. I, I admire uh, the traits that you had last year with Trayvon Walker, and we were one of, I think both of us actually were pretty early on the Trayvon Walker train of this thing, this uh-huh. dude's going to go a lot higher than you guys think. It's what NFL of teams course, do. he went all the way up the board to number one. There's teams that are going to be traits, you know, traits-based teams. What would be your thoughts if at number three, Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell goes up there and goes with the third pick in the 2023 NFL Draft? The Arizona Cardinals select Tyree Wilson. All right, so let me, that, this is how I'll answer that question. Edge, Texas Tech. I I just hope I'm not live on the air when that happens. How about that? Let's Yo. just answer it. That. It wouldn't be passing on Tyree's Halliburton bad, but I don't understand the logic of passing on Will Anderson. And what he just said right there, talking about the measurables, right, for Tyree Wilson. Will Anderson's 6'4", 244 pounds. Yes. That's not. Yes. It's not like he's like no, undersized. It isn't like he's undersized at all to play edge. And I think of James Harrison. There's my answer. I think of James Harrison right now. The undrafted James Harrison. So when you want to talk about your traits and your long arms and everything else, the, the, the thing that people forgot about James Harrison is he was a football player through and through. He didn't have the measurables. He didn't have the traits. And all he did is go out and torment. I mean torment. Hardcore NFL players for years. Um, Will Anderson is a football player. Take him all day. We could be getting closer to seeing Kevin Durant play in a Phoenix Suns jersey. Here's ESPN's Brian Winhorst from the Hoop Collective podcast today. Not 100% sure Durant is going to come back for Friday's game against the Thunder at home. Um, he kind of was hedging a little bit um, and talking to some folks in the organization. They're not sure, although it seems unlikely that he's going to be able, you know, because you want to scrimmage and then you want to see how you react to a scrimmage. They're not practicing until Thursday. Seems like it might be tough for Friday. Uh, I'm planning on going out to Phoenix um, for the game on Friday, so we'll see if I'm seeing Duran or not. So let me get this straight. ESPN is sending Brian Windhorse Mm -hmm. on Friday. ESPN has flexed the game Mm -hmm. at 8 o'clock, but we're not sure. I'm going to go with I think Katie's going to play. Yeah. Do you guys think Katie's going I'm to play? I'm not going to question Maloney on this anymore because she was the first person I heard say last summer, why don't the Suns just go get Kevin Durant? Yeah. So um, if Maloney thinks he's going to play, then I'm going to lean that way. Partially because I don't think Brian Windhorst is flying all the way out here to watch like Josh Akogi and somebody on Oklahoma City that isn't Shea Gilgis Alexander. Josh Giddy. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, he's going to play. I, I think Ron Wolfley reporting. We all no, We all have that feeling he's going to play. Don't we? <laughs> so then. Well, don't rush him, though. I mean, <laughs> like, no, I mean, if we're talking about one or two games, like, I, I want this big picture. I, I care more about them winning the title than us getting to watch him on Friday. <laughs> Our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks who will be the Suns' leading scorer the rest of the season? Will it be Devin Booker? Will it be Kevin Durant or will it be other? Wow, that is really, really good. Rest of the regular season, I assume. 
Uh, yes, okay. only the regular season. Okay. Let's talk about I think it's going to be KD. I think it's going to be KD, and I think it's going to be because Devin Booker is going to allow it to be KD. He's going to defer. I think they're all going to defer to try to get him to beat KD. Does that make sense? Isn't it nice to have a team where the answer isn't just automatically, oh, yeah, Durant will be the leading scorer? You have Durant, but it could be somebody else. Oh, totally. Totally. (laughs) Think about that. It could be somebody else. I'm going to go with Durant if we're going points per game. I don't, like, the 22 games left, I could see him still not playing all 20. He maybe plays like 17 of those. So if we're going total points, maybe it's Booker. But points per game, I'll go with Kevin Durant. Devin Booker knows he can score the basketball. He knows he can. So does Monty Williams. They're going to try to get KD to be KD for the most part. That's good enough. Points per game isn't who will be the leading scorer the rest of the season, though, Luke. Oh, well then... Oh, that was interesting. Well, then I might flip that to Booker, actually. I I just assume. So, 53% say Devin Booker, 45% say Kevin Durant, 2% say other. I wonder who that other is. Who's that other? <laughs> it's the DA crowd that's out there. You don't think it's the Landry Shamit fans no, of America? I don't think so. Okay, well, maybe. All right, that was uh, Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Thank you, as always, Aaron. Just announced Guns N' Roses heading to Chase Field October 11th. Tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m., but you can win a pair right now by texting Roses to 620-620. That's Roses to 620-620. Make sure you text it to 62620 or somebody's going to be like, why are you texting me the word roses? Uh, Welcome to the Jungle Guns N' Roses fans. When we come back, how is Kevin Durant going to mesh with this son's roster when he finally does get on the floor? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Stat Wolf, somebody had posted on Twitter, and I believe it's accurate. D-backs and Rays comparing the two expansion teams from the late 90s. <laughs> I could do that part of the song right there. I could have done that. Yeah, you okay. could still do it. You yeah, start okay. a band. Uh, seriously. Yeah. Can you play any instruments besides the triangle? What would we call it? No, I would not. <laughs> I can't believe you remember that story. Oh, that's Seriously? all I remember. Ding, is, is ding, ding. Okay. <laughs> uh, that was System of a Down, wasn't it? Um, was, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, yeah, whatever it is right yeah. there. I could do that part, the screaming part. Okay, well, we'll start a System of a Down cover band. Um, no, we won't. I'll play the guitar very poorly, yes. and you just scream. <laughs> that would okay? be awful. <laughs> it would not be good. We'd yes. be booed right off stage. Be, probably. Uh, the comparison of the D-backs and Ray, since they both came in at the same time, it's identical records. Identical wow. winning percentage. The Rays are wow. 1,912 wins, 2,034 losses. The D-backs are 1,914 wins, 2,034 losses. I see. That's unbelievable. Wow. Except the D-backs have a World Series. Oh, well, that's that breaks the tie. <laughs> there doesn't you go. It? Tiebreaker goes Taste for the team it. with the World Series. <laughs> uh, we've been talking a lot about Kevin Durant and how he may quickly fit into this offense, or just the Suns team, not even really just their offense. He's a pretty good defensive player, too. Um, what's this team going to look like? It really is the biggest story here for the, it's not the second half, it's the final, basically, quarter of the uh, the regular season coming up, starting tomorrow for a lot of teams, but Friday for the Suns. Mark J. Spears on the Hoop Collective podcast said, you know, people concerned about the Suns' depth. He thinks they actually have a better bench now. To have Warren and Ross on your bench, man, like, those, those are two really, really good players. So I, I think, obviously, it's an upgrade. Um 
you know, with Kevin Durant. Um, but, you know, now you they're also have rid themselves of the Crowder situation. They have a really good bench, a better bench now. That did kind of get lost in the shuffle, didn't Man, it? Man, it did. I was just thinking that right there. It got totally lost. The Jay Crowder cloud. And the I don't clouder? say that. <laughs> right. I, I'll let you say that. It's okay. <laughs> Pocket protector guy. I'm just keep saying. Singing, we built this city. You've got Jay Crowder. <laughs> Stop it. That'll be your first song. You've got Jay Crowder, and he was so well respected and liked inside that locker room, apparently, except for the coaches. The coaches had an issue. At least that's what Jay Crowder said himself. So. Um, now that they don't have that, that's got to be a little liberating as well, I would imagine, inside that locker room. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because it is something we talked about for so long yes. because he, he was he was still here and he was getting paid to not play and, and just kept going and going and then it totally obviously understandably got lost in the shuffle of it. Nobody was, nobody was coming in here that uh, Thursday after the trade being like, Hey, did you hear about the Jay Crowder trade? Oh, was that the one where they got Kevin Durant back? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but now, and I do think there's value to this and the Crowder thing gets lumped into it. The Suns know who they have as a team now for the first time. In a long time, I would say since last summer. I yeah. mean, there was, there was all the talk in the summer. Hey, are you going to give DA a max deal? Is he definitely coming back? Are you trading him? Is the team going to offer him? Are you trading for Durant? And once, once you get pulled into Kevin Durant trade discussions, everybody on your team except Devin Booker yeah. is involved in a rumor. I love the fact, though, he was talking about, you know, that Terrence Ross and, and T.J. Warren and Kevin Durant's name came up while he was talking about the bench. I thought that was kind of funny right there. It's just you can't forget about KD. Nobody. Even when you're trying to make a point, I think they did a good job with their bench and their bench is even better now. You know, and because they got this this guy and that guy and, and Kevin Durant. <laughs> it just, yeah, huh? it's just you Kevin can't, Durant. Right. You you can't leave KD out of the picture. Man. It, it's like when somebody sends you an email and you, you're trying to read the email, but like one word is like 27 point font and it's in bold. Yes. Anytime you say a sentence about the Suns with Kevin Durant in it. I immediately forget everything you said before Kevin Durant, right. and I'm not listening to what you're saying after Kevin Durant. Exactly, and that's why I included it in my tweet the other day. Did you see that right there where I put down two significant oh, look at offenses? Me on Twitter. <laughs> did you look? Did you see here, it? Here, where's, let me find that pocket bold. protector. I, I, you know, let's face it, we all know it. The bold caps, it just it, it drives you nuts. I get it, but it only drives you nuts if it's overused. Correct. True. You just if you're trying to seriously emphasize something in that tweet, which is exactly what I was trying to do, Luke. Uh, I see it right now. Um, yeah. There it is, right there. Yeah. Two significant offenses. What do All you think caps. that means? Well, we're going to have two: the old <laughs> and the new. Taste it. Let me, uh, let me play this for you. This is Brian Windhorst uh, with with uh, with Mark J. Spears from the Hoop Collective talking about Sunday. You know who they play on Sunday, right? It will be a Jay Crowder revenge situation uh, in Milwaukee. So we'll I mean, what is he going to do? Just that defend goes. real hard? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. Uh, but Bow somebody, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what he's going to do exactly. Um, right, no shame, Jay. Uh, you're a great player, man. <laughs> Um, 
Speaking at of, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Know about well, yeah, he's going to I don't think Monty is intimidatable. Uh, it's, it takes a lot to, to get that done. Yeah, but that's it. What he said there at the end, stare at Monty. That, that's that's going to be you awkward on Sunday. Coming. You know that's coming right there. That is. And you know Jay Crowder is going to. He's okay. Here, You know what? Honestly, on Sunday right now, tell me your eyes are not going to be fastened on Jay Crowder and DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, Jay Crowder and Monty Williams. Once again, yeah, but you know what? He's not competing against Monty Williams. But that's who he apparently had he, the problem he with. Might, he might, right? He might. He might, Rabbit. Um, yet at the same time, if if the whispers out there are believable, um, I, I'm going to be watching for... DeAndre Ayton and, of course, Jay Crowder. I'll be watching for Kevin Durant. Um, do you think that... Uh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're so just Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. He's Kevin on the Durant. team now, finally. You're just like Durant, Durant, Durant. Yeah, it's it's like one of those... Uh, what was that cartoon where when this the teacher talks... This is a talks, team, Luke. Oh, okay. It's a team. Yeah, just team Durant. Just don't say... Oh, oh no. You're going to go there. You got Devin Booker out there. You got Chris Paul. And you're going to go Team Durant. It's just Team like, Booker. He hasn't played one stinking game. Team Durant has been an all-star team, though, before. I think that's where that came from. You know from. what? You see... You can't can't touch this. <laughs> you asked, where do we go? I mean, he's Kevin Durant. <laughs> I mean, Luke... Katie. You're exactly what Greg Popovich was talking about. Kevin Durant. As I hit the post. You know what we should do on Friday? But see, this is just Luke right here. This is going to be Luke. I think I hear hear MC Hammer everywhere I go. He's the answer to all our problems. No, but on Sunday, if it's Kevin Durant's debut. Kevin Durant. (laughs) I'm not going to be watching Jay Crowder. I'm going to be watching KD. KD, I get it. Who was that guy? I mean, we all get it, dude. I know who I am. Kevin Durant. This is what we should do. Friday, right? Game day with K-Ray? Friday, Friday, Friday. We just shouldn't even mention KD to him the entire interview and see if he's like, hey, uh, did you guys forget something? Yeah, that's, that's that, you know, let's do that. You'll break, though. You'll break character, won't you? No, I would No way. Are you okay. kidding me? Pocket protector guy? You'll be over there laughing. I'm not going to make a bucket yet. Oh, my goodness. All right. Pretty cool to have a guy on your team that everybody on the team looks up to. <laughs> okay, Monty. Thank you, Monty. Monty, just get ready for Jay Crowder staring at you. That is, every Suns game from here on out is going to have a storyline. They really all are. This is, it is going to be pretty fascinating on Friday. Friday, Friday. I think he's going to play. No, I don't think people realize what it is until you're in it. Okay, yeah, thank you. I think he's going to play Kevin Durant. Durant. Ron Wolfley reporting. <laughs> I think he's reporting going to play. In in three, how about that? Three second uh, increments. Um, that's interesting. You, did, I, you could think that somebody is going to play and then report it. That's cool. Yeah, you're reporting that you think that. <laughs> Durant for three. Camera time. Ha! It is said. 
I think we do that. I, first of all, we're both going to forget <laughs> it. See the hammer move? Well, I didn't even. Oh, yeah. Come on. You know. Well, oh, the camera's definitely the way, caught it. So yes. just be aware of that. There's going to be some bad dancing going on. There already is. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now when we come back. Okay. Cardinals got uh, the Eagles. Uh, let's see. Now you have, you have Jonathan Gannon. He's your head coach. You have uh, Nick Rallis. He's your defensive coordinator. Could they target any Eagles defensive free agents this offseason? We'll give you the list next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, welcome back to the show. We lost Wolf again. It's just so cool the rejoins on a Wednesday, especially, right? Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, the Wolf and Luke Show broadcasting so you don't have to. You know, I think Rick put out what's the worst song of all time on our Twitter feed. Yeah. I'm reading through some of these responses. Yeah, they're not great. Really? They're not not what do you mean, not great? They're not great. No, I'm saying they're good responses. They're oh, not okay. great songs. Yes, okay, no, they're, they're fantastic responses. I don't disagree with any of them. I mean, I guess they can't all be the worst song. I don't see Thunder by Imagine Dragons on here. Oh, okay. Not a huge You're fan. not a big Imagine Dragons fan. That song right? sounds like something written by a three-year-old on one of those toy keyboards. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? I, I've got to admit this, Mason. Uh-oh. I kind of like Imagine Dragons. Okay, now again, I'm not going to their concert. I would not do that. Um, I, I like it a, a lot harder and faster for the most part. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, not bad. There are other the stuff. kids actually like them a little bit. Well, yeah, because it's that song it's is a child's song. Well, no, it's not three that year song. Oh. I'm not talking about that song. Oh. Well, the other, other songs, songs are better. There are other songs, yeah. yeah. Maybe right. you should do an Imagine Dragons call-out instead of a Pantera call-out next No, time. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm just picturing what that would sound like in my head. <laughs> it would be interesting. That would be so bad <laughs> it right be, there. It would be pretty odd. It would sound like Coldplay. <laughs> That's what you should do. Just a Coldplay call-out. Just Coldplay and Imagine Dragons and what is the other one? Chainsmokers. They all sound the same. No. Sorry. They don't. Coldplay and Chainsmokers. Not the same band yeah, at all. awful. Uh, all right. Spot track. I'm looking at right now. Looking at the uh, the list of Eagles free agents that they have. <laughs> you all okay. right over there? <laughs> Just, yeah. Just, what's your point, Luke? Well, my point was actually based on what players might be available to the uh, the Arizona Cardinals. And... Um, I don't, maybe this isn't a thing. Maybe it's it's not an option that's there to them. But if if I'm a Philadelphia Eagles defensive player and my defensive coordinator just went to Arizona and he's the head coach, and then my linebackers coach just went to Arizona and he's the defensive coordinator, yes. and I'm a free agent, yes. I, there's a connection there. There's a pretty. There's two connections there, and then you start to look at the players that are free agents. I'm just looking at the Eagles' defense. Uh, you tell me if any of these names might interest you in a perfect world, okay, Wolf? Okay. Uh, let's see, Fletcher Cox. Let's, let's just start you right had there. Man, Fletcher. <laughs> That's all you have to say. You don't have to say anything else, Fletcher. You're talking about the Eagles, and you say Fletcher. We yeah. all know it's Fletcher Cox. Oh, by the way, one of the more destructive three techniques in the history of the National. National Football League, Fletcher Cox, sold. I'm I'll take him. sure Philadelphia wants to bring him back. These guys are not, but they are set to become unrestricted free agents here. And that's not even that far away. It's only a couple weeks. Fletcher Cox, Robert Quinn, Brandon Graham, uh, Javon Hargrave. How? Javon who? Javon Hargrave. Javon, Javon Hargrave. <laughs> 
Um, let me think about Javon for a sec. Wait a minute. Didn't he go to the Pro Bowl in 2021? Wasn't he voted in? That sounds right, actually. Yes, he did. That's got to be a guy. We're going to kick him around a little bit. Figure out, hey, Javon, what do you want to do? You want to come in here? This defensive line has got to be rebuilt, Basin. The defensive line and the offensive line has got to be rebuilt. That's where you start the rebuild for the Arizona Cardinals. Started it on the line of scrimmage. You get some dudes on the line of scrimmage, you're going to have a chance. Uh, and Dominican Sue, Linval Joseph, you get to the uh, the linebackers, Kaiser White, TJ Edwards. TJ uh, Edwards. That's interesting. That is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, let's see. TJ Edwards. The only problem is, if I'm not mistaken, TJ, um, you're playing inside when we need Isaiah Simmons to play inside. And maybe they're not going to play Isaiah Simmons inside, man. Maybe they're not going to do that. Maybe they're going to move him up to the edge. Wouldn't you want to ask that question first today at 2 o'clock? Why aren't we asking that question first? What's the question? You were talking about Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. You were going to ask about Isaiah Because everything Simmons. starts with him. Yeah, right, but not specifically to move him up on the edge. Open you were going to ask him a question about where are you going to play well, Isaiah Simmons, you got to right? give him open-ended. If I Why say, hey, say, are you going to play him here, no, he can you say yes. You should raise your hand and say, hey, listen, um... Nick, why aren't you playing Isaiah Simmons on the edge? <laughs> His response is going to be, because I just got the job eight minutes ago. Okay. That would have, well, would have been a good one, but you would have got, you would have been more direct. Yes. I, I will raise my hand and ask that question, but I won't be there. I'll be in this newsroom. So people will be like, can you quiet down over there? So, okay, Javon Hargrave, I will take that dude, and you better believe Fletcher Cox. Uh, there's still more. It's quite the defense. These guys are all just, these aren't like the guys Philadelphia has signed. These are just the these guys. These guys are starters for them and yeah. legends. James, some of them. James Bradbury. Fletcher I mean, Cox. we'll always remember James Bradbury from the Super James Bowl. Bradbury yeah. is pretty good, too. He, um, he is, that is a starting corner yes. in the National Football League. Currently just being known because of a holding call, but actually a very good player. Uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson and Marcus Epps. Now, again, those guys, was that 11 names I just read off right there? Man. They're not all going to be 12 names. Uh, they're not all going to be available, but they, at the moment, are set to become unrestricted free agents just from the Philadelphia Eagles. And so, if those guys become available, who knows them better than Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rallis? And so they may look at it and say, yeah, we got to get, we got to get whoever, Linval Joseph, we got to get Javon Hargrave over here. We got to. They're going to have a. Can everybody I, on Philadelphia's man, defense just had a lot of success with these two. Can I just say right now, um, James Bradbury? Would you rather have James Bradbury or Byron Murphy? <sighs> Byron Murphy. Do I get to know how healthy Byron Murphy's back is? I like Byron Murphy, and he's here, and he already knows. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter if he knows the system because everything's going to change. Yeah, but I know how he plays. Alongside of Buda Baker and a Jalen Thompson, like yeah. Byron Murphy was really good at the start of last year. Before really good, really good, man. What are you going to do? You're going to move off of Byron Murphy? Yeah, you know, no, um, I'm not. I can't do it. Yeah, you listen. It all depends who you can get cheaper. Well, who do you, part you, of the, do you think Bradbury would be cheaper? Um, uh, you know, you, no. <laughs> and the reason why is because Byron's back because of that. Yeah. The fact that, it, you know, those backs are dicey. That's a dicey proposition right there. And he missed a lot of games because of that back 
it stinks, but yeah, I'd have to. I don't know. The doctors would have to take a look at him, I suppose. Yeah, it's probably better to have the doctors do it than us diagnose him over the air without ever seeing him in person. Yeah, that'd be just so talk radio. We we would be we'd make such a great uh, general manager tandem for a team out there. I don't think we've agreed on anything yet. And then when we do, we're like, actually, let's change it to this. <laughs> we would have a hundred and seventy three man <laughs> roster. We'd be way over the cap, and our owner wouldn't be able to fire us quickly enough. I guarantee you, though, we'd have a special teams unit that would bust you. <laughs> in the face. Anybody we can take from their offense? Let's see. Jason Kelsey? <laughs> no. Gardner Minshew as a starter for the first few weeks? Um, <laughs> let's see. You know what? Honestly, of all the guys you just mentioned right there, uh, Fletcher Cox, I'm going to rule out. Can I say I feel like it's a safe bet? One of those guys, if not two, will find their way to the Arizona Cardinals. One of the, You could see I'm glad that. you said that. Totally. Because... Totally. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, what's, now the numbers changed. It was, that was 10 players that we just read off. 11 players. Wow, I'd love to learn how to count on the air. 11 players on that defense that are set to become unrestricted free agents. I'm sure Philadelphia is going to bring back, I don't know, five of them, let's say. And <laughs> so then there's six out there as I, as I continue to show off my math skills. If the Cardinals won them, you figure they would have an inside track because, again, everybody that, that played on that defense last year had career years, it seemed like, other than a Fletcher Cox who's been in the league for a while. But a lot of these guys played their best football for Jonathan Gannon. Yes. So if he was like, hey, I'm a head coach now, and Nick's here too, why would they be like, no, nah, I'm going to go somewhere else? Now, money's obviously the, the deciding factor, but I'm saying if the money's close, which one of these guys is going to be like, yeah, I'd rather go play with Indianapolis? No, you'd come here if the money's close. Yeah, man, you know, Fletcher Cox, you have to think, is there a possibility that the Eagles would franchise Fletcher Cox. I can't imagine they let him go. To slap the tag on a guy. But again, you're talking about a guy who's 32 years old. At some point in time, he's right at that age, based on means, where they may just say, we're not going to get the best out of him. Maybe maybe that's what it is. I, I don't know. No, I think they're just going to bring him back. You think so? Yeah. Sign him to a long-term contract? Well, no, maybe a franchise. No, maybe it's going to be a franchise. I, I mean, he's such a big part of the Super Bowl that they almost just won. Don't you kind of have to bring him back if you can? I think so. They also have a top 10 he's pick. played, what, 11 years there? Uh-huh. I think it's 11 years yeah. he's actually played there. Yeah, you're, you're not going to let him walk away. You're going to franchise him. Uh, the 35th annual Arizona Renaissance Festival has begun. The Renaissance Festival lasts each weekend until April 3rd, and we are giving you the chance to win a family four-pack of tickets. Just visit the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win. When we come back, the more we learn about Matt Ishbia, the more we like it. We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. What you know about rolling down in the deep when your brain goes numb, you can call that mental free. Wolf and Luke on a Wednesday afternoon. Wolf, there's a story, Sports Illustrated, as the Suns find themselves firmly in the spotlight around the National Basketball Association right now, not just because of the Kevin Durant trade, although that's mainly it, but they also just added a new owner two weeks ago, too, Matt Ishby. KD. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, it's amazing the way that oh, you know you talked about this a little bit earlier. It's just everybody is talking about the Phoenix Suns at this point. It's yeah, everybody. I don't think that's going to change now, for better or for worse. You know, either either they're going to live up to it, and this is. This we may be on the precipice of the best stretch in Phoenix Suns history. Yeah. Or they're not going to win a title. Everybody's going <laughs> to oh, no. pile on them. Yeah. I mean, right. it's, but Everybody then they can just right. run it back next year. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. We got three years after this year. Next. Let me already answer that offseason question that we seem to have every year. Do you run it back with the same core? Yes. yes, yes next year. Go yeah. ahead and run it back okay. with the same core. Done. Yeah. Uh, Matt Ishbia was uh, interviewed by Chris Mannix for Sports Illustrated, and. Um, some of his answers, you know, were just about okay, you know, that, you know, competitiveness that really shows through in this article more than anything. How how he became successful in business because he couldn't play basketball anymore, basically, and so he he just really fueled all that competitiveness towards his business and took that business from you know kind of a not a startup but just kind of a business to obviously he's a multi billionaire now. So it, it was a walk on at Michigan State, by the way. Yeah, a walk on for Tom Izzo. Of all people, of all coaches, walked on at Michigan State. We all understand that. We know it's part of his story. But this guy is about work, isn't he? He was, uh, I think he was like a student assistant for one year, too, with Izzo. Spent, yeah, it says right here, I spent a whole year with Izzo, with his assistant coaches, watching film on the bench, suit, tie, everything, all day, every day, and I loved it. Yep. That was, so there's there's that background, which I think, you know, at this point, Suns fans know a lot of, but if you read the story, it does drive home the point of just how competitive he is, which I think is something you want from your owner. Uh, I read the clip earlier about how the decision to bring in Kevin Durant the money part of it, he said, took, quote, four or five seconds, unquote. Also, what you want to hear from your owner? Because that deals with a luxury tax, correct? Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> it's gonna be some money. Right, you're going you're gonna to get spanked with a luxury tax right there because of that. But it took four or five seconds for him to say, yes. The exact quote, because the Sports Illustrated asked him about, um, you, you know, it, they tried to make this deal in the summer. There was at least talk, and then nothing got done. And then you're here on the job for eight hours, and it gets done. So how much of a role did you play in it? Uh, He said, let's see. He says, well, I don't know about the talks from the summer. I just know my conversations with Joe Sy and uh, and James's conversations with Sean Marks. It was not months. It was days and hours to put the deal together. I'm obviously a different variable, and obviously I had to understand the luxury tax and understand what that is. And that was about four or five seconds of the conversation because that was not a discussion. We were going to do what it takes to win and be successful. And I believe in business, money follows success, not the other way around. So I'm not focused on every dollar. We'll make money. I promise we'll make money. That was the mentality, unquote. Man, that seems like a great way to proceed right there. And not just if you happen to own an NBA team. I'm talking about in life, right? If you are if you own a business and you're just focused on the success, fo- focus on doing your job and providing a great service to people, focus on the success. And if you really believe that, knowing the money will follow. Seems like a prudent way to proceed. Well, and the way he's talking right there is is the way I think most Suns fans would want to run the team. Oh yeah, 
But the thing is, he's also got 20 years of success running a business where it's not just, hey, I'm going to do this. And then you're kind of thinking in your back of your mind, like, hopefully this works because in three years he's going to burn out and he's not going to do that. Well, no, this is what has made him billions of dollars. He wasn't born a billionaire. You know what I mean? So this this philosophy, while it fits exactly what you want from an owner, it also feels like something he will likely stick to. I mean, how, how many times have we heard him say he wants to own the team for about 50 years? Yeah. All right. Yeah, if okay. this is going to be your well, policy, go ahead. Yeah, I just love the fact that he was a can-do guy. And I, I, I honestly believe this was a conversation that they had prior to the trade deadline and coming up to the trade deadline. Prior to the press conference, I believe this was a this, – this had to be a discussion. Hey, yeah. you know, do you think – are we even in the running for KD? You know, at some point in time, I realize that um, he's he wasn't officially declared as the owner, but we all know that it was trending that way, and I'm sure he had some preliminary conversations with James Jones. Had to be. Well, how about Big this picture? This quote talking about his relationship with James Jones and Monty Williams, because remember, that was a question, as it always is, when there's a new owner, you know, how is he going to bring? I mean, that was that was a question two weeks ago. Is he bringing in somebody that James Jones is going to have to work with? Hands on can be a really good thing or it can be if it goes too far, it can be a bad thing, because then is he going to get in the GM's way or the coach? This was his quote uh, talking about just that that interaction from Matt Ishbia from the uh, Sports Illustrated story. Quote, I'm not watching film on the draft pick. James will recommend who he thinks and we'll talk about and uh, he might understand my vision on how character really matters and leadership really matters and that I'm not willing to sacrifice that. Wow. So he'll know my vision of what matters to me and what I believe in as a human being and as a leader of an organization but James will pick the best player and that's his job. I'm not calling Monty Williams to ask him why we played someone. That's not my thing. I'll watch the game like a fan and cheer the team on. Wow, man. How about that? The character matters quote. That, to me, that stands out. That's where he will speak up on the character issue. Oh, man. That even seems like a prudent way to proceed. If, in fact, you are an owner, you you should be concerned about that and the possibilities of bringing somebody in who might have a checkered past. You don't know somebody that has made some poor decisions. That should be an owner's prerogative to step into that equation and say, hey, listen, um, no, not the talent, not judging his talent. Yeah. Just reacting to the character. Well, that's, you know, you were talking about this with the Cardinals a while ago. If if you you set up that culture and all the players you're looking at, they've already gone through the filter of character or leadership or however you want to define it for your organization. But Matt Ishbia so far, I would say batting a thousand on saying all the right things. But what I would also add to it. doing the right things. (laughs) That's true. I might add with the KD thing once again. Uh, I don't know. It took him nine hours. Did we say that? Did we talk about the fact that, you know, the Kevin Durant thing? That was his first move as owner officially. It was quick. Uh, I would say, though, most owners come in and say the right things, right? He is doing it on a more real level, I think. This is not him sitting at his press conference. We're going to win championships. We're going to win one. Then we're going to win a second. Then we're going to. It's not LeBron after the decision, right? Not, we're not, not two. Not, not two. Three. Not three. He get uh, he got up to like seven, right? He listed off more uh, uh, yeah, than actual I, I, years he played with Miami. I honestly, I forgot, but. <laughs> 
Matt Ishbia is is giving specific reasons that make it more real. And he's not just sitting there saying, we're going to win the title every year. He's saying, we're going to try and win it, and we're going to go all in, and this is why. And you're right. He's already backed it up by making maybe the biggest trade in NBA history. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. Oh, not seven. <laughs> not seven. Man. Well, he was... Right. Yeah, right. It's just not with the same team. I guess. And it wasn't seven. I was talking about it. I I guess the only way he could have been right is if they won eight or zero (laughs) after that. So anyway, so far so good with Matt Ishbia. You know, this is this is just a great reminder why you want your your owner to be a guy that actually has billions of dollars, all right, who comes in and says, uh, luxury tax. We don't need no stinking luxury <laughs> Like I had to tax. learn what that was. And then after four or five seconds, we made four, the trade. Four or five seconds. <laughs> I, I, it truly is. That, that to me, of everything that this article had, that stood out to me the most. The fact that he, it took him four or five seconds to consider the luxury tax and what it was. And then he just dismissed yeah, it. Let's go ahead and make that trade. That LeBron cut that Maloney just played. That is the definition of skipping steps. Yes. He clearly never got that text from Greg no, Popovich before no, that. No, he did not. Boy, let it be a warning to us all. Skipping steps. Right, Pop? Uh, when we come back, could the Cardinals actually pass on Will Anderson if they stay at number three in the draft? One mock draft, one prominent mock draft, believes that could be the case. And we will uh, hopefully shoot that down next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.